All right, let, are you ready? Yeah. Let's party. Ready in Hamesh. Abba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's at podcast With Christina P No use, the way I rock is so smooth, so deep Hitting on this dope, the boy's so deep OG my heat is unlimited, I've been venomous since you was just an infinite literal. I've been killing them when they inside my middle. That's what's up, Mandy Mayhem's in the house, everybody. Wow. You just felt that. I did. You just feel that. Mm-hmm. That I love that. Have you always been musical? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember actually riding the subway. <laughs> I had to think about it. What? Where am I? Um, I was riding the subway as a kid, and there's like this weird like hum on the subway. Yeah. And I would be like making up songs that go with this mm, noise on the subway. And also the click when, when my dad's like, um, you know, Pontiac in the 70s, when he would be like turning the corner. Yeah. I would like make up songs to go with the click. Actually, it was mostly when they left me in the car alone <laughs> and turned on the hazards. So like maybe no one would steal me. I'd be like making up songs. <laughs> but that's interesting how your your brain and your body go to rhythm mm-hmm. and music. Like I just started playing the drums. I know. Of course you did. It's so stupid. Like I, I backstage in Madison, they had a drum set, like a full set, uh-huh. and I was like, "Dude, I wanna." I've always wanted to. Wait drum. a minute. Hold on. Yeah. Backstage in Madison. Madison. Excuse me? Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, I thought it was like Madison Square Garden. No, baby, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> You're getting there. You're getting there. there. I was yeah, like, did you yeah. just drop an no. MSG? No, okay. no, God, no, okay, no. Okay. Please, I'm, I'm, I'm a mom. Most of the time, I don't do that shit. <laughs> uh, but I was like, dude, I should get into this, and I, I, my brain has never worked that way musically and now i bought a drum kit at home and i'm like fully i'm all in i don't believe you that your brain doesn't work that day, that way because you're a comedian and you're Correct. hilarious There's rhythm rhythm timing timing it's the thing mm-hmm. exactly but i never put that part of my brain into into like and you're like oh that's interesting and i think either you're born that way where that's what you hear yeah and that's where you go like who was your first musical influence do you remember who do you love Cause you're wild, man. If you guys don't know who fucking Mandy Mayhem is, do yourself a favor. Get on. Is it Instagram where people mostly discover you? Where are um, people finding it's you? It's it's all the places. TikTok was where it started, and Instagram. They're both pretty equal. It's like more video views on IG, and it's like fucking forty million. It's insane. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> and on TikTok, it's you know people come in my live show. They come in my live show. Yes. People definitely masturbate while they're watching my live yeah. show. They tell me all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we just pull up? I don't know if I can play the music for. Co- I'll get violated. No. You guys just have to understand who, what legend is sitting with me. Mm-hmm. What flavor? What desire? What? What bravery. I just mm. love your whole vibe because you're fearless in a way that's like, like, for instance, I think today they're like, oh, my God, Kev Kardashian as fearless. And you're like, not really. Mm. She's just playing into the, the same shit that's worked forever, which is being hot. Not that there's anything wrong with it, mm. but it's not subversive. It's personally not very interesting. And I think what you're doing is really authentic and really interesting because it's like a female 
it's your percept your thing of sexuality it's yeah. how you want to exist in the world which yeah. is fucking very rare it's also just a big trauma response <laughs> isn't all good art <laughs> yeah it all fucking is yeah. can you find something josh so we can just show the audience so they or at least just I see her in my hair explosions everywhere if that bitch will suck your dick then let her wash your underwear you could be my virgin up in a treat your hot man flipping bitches constipated shut down by my ramen allow me to profess I mean, my love truth burns who's like this? holy water does you could be my virgin up in a treat your hot man flipping bitches constipated shut down by my ramen i'll squeeze your face between my legs i love it what is it that you crave Look at her. And she's, I mean, she is. Who is this woman? I don't know. <laughs> who I'm, are you? Sometimes after I, like, I do a show and I watch this shit, I'm just like, what? What the came fuck out of did me? you just do? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're possessed because you're, you're in the moment. You're in the space. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, like I said, it's a trauma response. It is, for, for sure. So yeah. you're, you grew up in Toronto, mm-hmm. Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm from Sweet Windsor. So we... I don't really. I'm Gar. What did you call my the Earth's rectum? <laughs> Actually, trash. Stephen Colbert called it that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he went there and they gave him a parade for calling it the Earth's rectum. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I learned because I shot an Applebee's commercial there at one point, <laughs> and I was like, "Where the, where the fuck? This place is a shithole." That was before I went to LA and realized that's a bigger shithole. But- <laughs> That's also where I grew up. I know. Double shitholes. <laughs> That's what produced me. Hey. So, so you're this girl growing up in Toronto, Canada. Mm-hmm. And like, who do you see that creates this? Like, who's your first influence? So it's the, t- mm-hmm. it's the tick, tick, tick of the, the turning mm-hmm. signal. It's the subway. And then is it like, cause you and I are the same age. Is it yeah. Cindy Lauper on MTV? Uh, cause she was my first mm. like, oh fuck you can be kind of punk and weird and i'm like eight years mm. old watching her prince mm-hmm. madonna was Madonna. yeah she's my spirit animal i don't think you're allowed to say that anymore but no she is her even her touring footage now like on tiktok i'm like are you fucking kidding me the yeah. bitch is back dude. yeah <laughs> i don't know what happened in her last couple of years where her face was all fucked up and she was doing drugs but now she's cleaned up yeah and she got her shit together dude yeah so 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 tell me so how did this start so i don't know but like i did grow up super like so the first video of mine that went viral was me rapping like a jay-z track you don't know which is like a deep cut on the blueprint and everyone's just like what the fuck the like where thank you yeah and people are like you rap that shit like you lived it and it's like i feel like i did like my dad was a drug dealer um, he hung out with like the mafia. I went to like mafia kids birthday parties <laughs> and like I, uh, he was in a motorcycle gang. So it kind of was like that. And we lived on a fucking boat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who are you? I, know, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Actually, I don't, I'm going to say I do, but I don't, I have multiple personalities clearly. <laughs> um, so yeah, we lived on this boat called Dockside. It was a 54 foot Chris craft. 54 feet is not a lot of feet. My dad, my mom, and me, um, and it had no engine. That's why it was called Dockside, and it was at the foot of Stop. of like um, York Street in Toronto. So like at like Tourist Central, and then I went to school on the island every day with all these hippie granola children, and we like learned nothing except how to refinish furniture and plant radishes. Um, so I just had a lot of freedom and nobody was there ever. My parents were always drunk, and so it was just like, mm. who, where can I belong to something? And hip hop was 
was mine, your generation's punk rock. Mm -hmm. It was like this fucking dissonance, this rage, this sexuality. I was a very horny child. Um, I wanted to have sex like at 10. Um, I remember telling all my friends, I'm ready now. Did you even have a pubitan? I don't think. I might have had two. I remember the first two that came in, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I really desperately wanted to have like dark, hairy armpits like my Italian friends that shaved. Yeah. Are you not Italian? No. Dad's in the mob. No, no, no. No, we got, we went, we were invited, but we weren't allowed in. But like I went to the birthday parties and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So let me wrap my head around this. You grew up on a boat with no engine. (laughs) A sailboat? A pontoon? Uh, no, it was a Chris Craft, which is like a Chris little, Craft, like, okay. in the Italian Riviera. It's what they... This is amazing. But in, in Toronto, in the harbor. Your life is so bizarre. And I meet a lot of bizarros. You're really you. cool. I love this. So your dad's a drug dealer and mom is? Um, she, like, ran the motorcycle shows. <laughs> cool. And they worked on the charter boats. So she was a hostess, the hostess with the mostest. I mean... She, she d- d- drank. Um, yeah. They were like all entrepreneurial, but she was like 21 when she had me. Oh, okay. So, that you know, they were that. just they were just being in their 20s and fucking living on a boat and having this little very quiet child that yeah. they kind of pulled around with them. You're an only child? Mm-hmm. No, that's that's it. Forget it. Yeah, of course <laughs> you're fucking Mandy Mayhem, dude. Are you kidding me? You had no choice. They made you. Yeah. Yeah, all that alone time. So what did you do alone? What was your thing to do? Um, I would play in front of the mirror mm-hmm. to pretend I had friends <laughs> um, and like had a shit ton of Barbies and stuffed animals. Oh, okay. And they, I would just like put them all out around me. And then eventually Ken and Barbie would hump. Of course. Um, and I had shit tons of stuffed animals in my bed with me. So there was like hardly any room. Now that's my laundry. Yeah. But before that. Was... You know, it's uh, such a disappointment of the Barbie film mm. is that there was no fuck scene between Barbie. And, and like you guys <gasps> didn't think to write oh my God. the first fuck scene or, or them discovering they don't have genitals. That wasn't a fucking scene. Yeah. Who wrote this piece Who of shit? Who wrote that? Yeah. Greta. Not a comedian did a, a pass on the thing. Come on. I just got to say. I didn't yeah. think the comedic timing was very it good was, in that film. It wasn't very good. I, I have to say, I, I the, it was very heavy-handed, the dialogue. Oh, come on. And speed speed the shit up a little speed bit. Speed the shit up. It's just an oh. edit. It's an editing thing. You could... Oh, it was painful. The first 20 minutes are great. And then it was just like, you mean we can disrupt the narrative by creating the dissonance of the <laughs> feminist uh, patriarchy? And I'm like, shut. Did you guys just learn patriarchy? Did someone just read their first fucking feminist book yeah. the week before they wrote it that's what it felt like to me yeah but i, mean, I don't know who i'm retarded because the people love it and i guess people haven't heard this stuff before i i read it a long time ago and i got it and i digested mm. it and you know i don't know i guess there's utility for it i still cried and i still felt like i'm happy you know that we're supporting the thing and like look it's a wobbly ride coming out of this shit storm we've been in for the past 300 years so any any win is a win um, but like as a, you know, comedy person, I'm just mad that it wasn't edited more. And I think that that happens with a lot of shit right now because creatives have been given too much freedom. I hate to say that, but like, what? I, you, you know, like there's a reason why the studio execs at the really like good studios were so successful because they, they knew how, oh, okay. That's a good point. There's this quote from, um, the play, um, 
six degrees of separation. Yeah. And it tells the story of this kindergarten teacher and um, the parents walk in and they're like, how is it that you have all of these incredible artists in your kindergarten class? You have Picasso's and um, any other artists. I can't remember names right now. Uh, more than Picasso. Uh, how do you, how do you do that? What are you teaching them? And she says, I just know when to take the paintings away from them. Mm. And it's like that oversight has been lost mm. in this whole narrative of like, let the creator do their thing. And you get these fucking five hour movies with like, yeah, you know, I know too heavy handed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it needs to be right dialed in. It does. That's a good point. I was reading um, Grimm's fairy tales. I don't know if you've ever read the or- original fairy tales Mm-mm. that the Germans wrote way back in the, this shit is dark, yo. Yeah. And, uh, and Disney took a lot of these stories and, and what you're talking about, reproduced them to make them more palatable for instance, Cinderella, originally, Cinderella goes to her dead mom's grave and is like, hey, bitch, help me out. Mm. And then birds fly down <gasps> and give her like a golden robe. And then her s- wicked stepsisters cut off, cuts off her toe to fit into the slipper and, and goes off with the prince and bleeds all over the horse. And the other one cuts her heel off and she bleeds all over the horse. Whoa. Like it's very gruesome and very brutal and very much about wicked stepmoms and which whatever, but they change it to the fairy godmother instead of her dead mother, which was like, oh, that's really interesting. Mm. Why, why create? I don't know why, but it worked. And mm. Walt Disney was brilliant for it. Mm-hmm. And bibbity bobbity boo, and you add a good tune to it that's yeah. more mass produced, and then it works. But I think too in music, you need a good producer. No, like that's what that role is. Yeah, yeah. Someone to be like, hey, dude, that's that's crazy. Like, yeah. You know, I've been working on an EP with um, Keith Shockley. Mm. Um, he produced Public Enemy. You might Shut have heard the of them. Front door. Yes, I know. And Belbib DeVoe and what? Ice Cube and like crazy. Yeah, he's amazing. He's a, he's a genius. He's like revered, you know, by other producers. And he hasn't done anything in like twenty years because he's just like not been into it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like I'm done. And he and he's like I want to produce with you because you're. Um, you know, you're going against the grain and it feels yes. the way it felt like with Public Enemy because everyone hated us and we were just this new sound. And so like when I'm working with him, I'll do a verse. We're doing scratch tracks or whatever. And I'm I'm like, I do it a few times the first time I'm in the booth and I'm like, why aren't you saying anything? <laughs> like, I oh. As an actor, I'm so used to this constant like minuscule direction. And he's like, he said, I just want to brag a little bit here. <laughs> He said, because it feels like I'm working with a master. <gasps> and the only other person that's oh, come in the booth Andy. like this has been um, LL. Wow. Everyone else like needs so much work. And he's like, you're just. But I honestly, it's not like because I'm like brilliant or a genius or whatever. It's fucking years of years. fucking work. Years. Like yeah. training in comedy, improv acting fucking method fucking meisner fucking singing fucking musical theater like on stage hip-hop karaoke i did for like so long and so i was learning everyone's styles and practicing like for like five six years every month i would go and perform and you know compete i won a bunch of competitions so it's just like years of work and there's this beautiful thing about hitting your 40s um, where all these seemingly disparate things that you've done find each other in one space Ooh, and you're finally yeah. in the specificity of what you're here to do. And what sucks so hard is that the rest of the world wants you to become invisible 
at that age. And this is actually when we have the most um, to share. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I think uh, I think you're right about that. There's some cool level of mastery that happens if you've been working at something since your 20s. Mm-hmm. And then you put it all together in your 40s. And you're like, oh, that's why I learned. Bah, bah, bah. And that's why I studied da, da, da. And yeah. I'm going to put it all in the act now. And it's going to be fucking, yeah. Wow, that's cool. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Yeah, man. You studied, were you an actress before? Yeah. Um, first, I ran a cheerleading company for 10 years. Shut up. Yeah. I I trained like the Chinese national team. I went over Europe and trained like cheerleaders. Um, and wow. then m- my dad died. I lost my house. My business exploded. And I was like, mm, I guess I'll become an actor. I don't know. It was, there's more complicated than that, but I, it was that Janis Joplin moment, like freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. No shit. Um, and I was like, I'm going to do this thing. Uh, so I became an actor. Music was always there, but I was really afraid of music, really afraid of becoming a rapper. Oh my God, yeah. Because, exactly. I mean, just go read the comments and you'll figure out why. (laughs) 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 But I had to like get close to death a couple times to just be like, fine, I don't fucking care. I'm doing it anyway. Yes, yes. Um, yes. So anyway, I don't remember what I was, why. Oh, training, acting. Yeah, so I... um, I went to Strasbourg in New York. Jesus, you really have done everything. Yeah, I started at Second City in Toronto, Strasbourg. I went to UCB. Jesus. Meisner, fucking check off. Like, I did all of it. Trained for 10 years. Finally, like, hit my stride as an actor. And then on November 1st of last year, I got an audition for a retirement home commercial. (laughs) And I was like, you fucking assholes. Like, I'm finally at the thing. And all you see is my gray hair. And you've decided that I am now 70. Great. Perfect. Yeah, it's funny because I... um, <clears throat> people are like, why don't you ever do acting and stuff? I'm like, because it's so awful. At, at least when I was doing it in my 20s and you go out for auditions, <clears throat> at, 20, at 23, you're just the sexy piece that they throw into a scene. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you're a hot thing. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable. And then by the time <laughs> you're 28, they're like, you're a young mom. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That was so fast. So yeah. I, I realized very quickly, I was like, oh, they're, the longevity in acting that seems really, at least if I'm funny, I can be ugly, old, fat, and yeah. you can do this. And I think we're in this beautiful moment, at least with music, especially like mm-hmm. what you're doing and your themes and your sexuality. It's all, I think you're in the right zeitgeist for mm-hmm. what you're doing. Like it's just lined up quite nicely because, I mean, I th- I think the only person I, th- I think of when I think of you is Peaches and she came out. I mean, how... Sucking Toronto. on my titties like you wanted me, calling me all the time. I mean, sucking on my titties, fuck the pain away. Yeah. You were like, wow, if this bitch had happened now, mm-hmm. you know, like she still exists. Peaches isn't dead. But yeah. I'm saying if that had broke, fuck the pain away, like, wow, it would have broken the fucking internet, don't you think? Yeah. The timing of it, she was just a couple decades too soon. Too soon. But thank God she was. Like, thank God yeah. she, she did that. And I've always felt like I was like, at the wrong time like I had my son when I was 17 oh yeah I didn't know your mother mother. hey what the fuck bitch come on you're on the right show yeah 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 so everything has been way out of order for me yeah um so it makes very fucked up sense that this is happening at this point and I probably will like actually hit my stride in my 60s I plan to be a DJ in my 80s so that's like my retirement plan if I can still hear um 
but yeah, everything's super fucked up. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It's like there's something about the medium too of TikTok that's been really incredible. And that's where things started for me doing these live shows where the comments are scrolling as I'm creating in the moment. So the improv muscle is being worked and I can respond to them. And at the same time, it's like reminds me of Meisner where, you know, you're just doing this repetition exercise over and over again. It feels like kind of the jump shot of 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 creativity where there's there's this shit flying at you the whole time like people calling me this Mm. and saying whatever love as well but a lot of garbage and i'm having to stay in Mm -hmm. right and and so over the last year of doing this i don't even know how many hours at this point it's like two three sometimes four times a week for an hour and a half to two hours that i'm live i've my um my container where I can hold space for like just to receive creative impulses Mm. is getting way stronger. That's crazy. I didn't know you, I didn't even know you did that. So you're telling me you get on TikTok live yeah, and then you rap. You, you, is it free association or are these songs you're working on? It's both. So that clip that you saw was um, a freestyle that I pre-wrote. It's from like my very first album in 2013 that I wrote. And then I paired it with this big pun beat. Oh no, that was, um, um, a dry beat, I think. I don't know, whatever. But I put it over different beats, and then sometimes I'll be like, um, I'll freestyle, so I'll pick a letter, and they'll just throw words at me, and then I'll like always end up talking about my butthole, and like I don't. Of course, I, that's what that's what art is. It's your asshole. It's your vagina. It's your yeah. It's the darkness. It's the, it's it's the creative it's center the too. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, your humanity. Wow, you know what's so interesting, and I. I understand the need for um, inclusion and this push for diversity, like the the forcedness nature of it bothers me sometimes because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't need to have a one-legged alopecia model in my Victoria's Secret catalog. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I get it. We're all diverse. I get it. It's yeah. like, stop forcing this shit on me. But then again, you're like, yeah, it's kind of necessary to open up boundaries. But on the other hand, I've always found that I'm attracted to talent whatever the package is and watching you rap and i was like the fact that you are in this package that i relate to of visually you and i are the same age or the same whatever blondies that was just a bonus oh this is gray there's no blonde here (laughs) that's kind of you but this is pure gray but 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 it doesn't matter because say at least in comedy i've always found that that's the transcendentness of comedy if Mm. you're black if you're fat if you're a woman if you're fucking one-legged it doesn't matter if the room is laughing you've won you've Mm. done the job Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i don't know there's always transcendence there that one quality when you're talking about getting on tiktok and taking taking the good stuff and the bad stuff but then staying in that like I know, because I, I relate as a stand-up, because in the audience, I mean, especially in the early days, they don't fucking care about you. Yeah. And the disdain, people walking out, people throwing cups at you. <laughs> and you're I mean, like, fuck you, I'm here. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? I'm still here. <laughs> they love would it. throw shit at me if they could. Uh, yeah. TikTok, I'm sure. There, There is a, a piece to hip-hop, um, you know, and to... to black culture in America specifically and being Canadian it's I didn't grow up here so it's I have a very different perspective on it as just a lover of the art form and it felt accessible to me because I was a Canadian kid and it was so diverse where I grew up not on on the island with the hippie granola school but in the city itself Um, but with a with a history of so much 
being stolen from that community, it's really important to me to like pay homage to the people that broke through, you know, and kept a hold of the um, the culture in in the best way that they could. I mean, the record labels came in and did their fucking thing, but um, but I, I I like to pay homage to it as much as I can. And and what's been super cool is meeting so many um old school folks in the hip-hop world like i went to the 50th anniversary of hip-hop in the bronx um they had a block party like where it started and it was really amazing like i went with keith um (laughs) and uh, we ended up backstage and i met like all the original guys like the original kids that were that are now in their early 60s wild that started it and um and they were like, I saw you on TikTok. Can you help me with social media? <laughs> yeah, because it's its you own know? art form. And it's, but I'm telling you, like, it's so revolutionary. I mean, yeah, I, I know what you're saying about, like, pr- it needs to be produced sometimes. Some artists need to be reined in. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, the fact that you, because I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Does a record label look at somebody like you and go, what? No, thanks. Yes. Right. Definitely. And f- I was never accepted, but Comedy Central never fucking took me in. Yeah. JFL never fucking wanted me because I wasn't talking about sucking cocks. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But fuck them because now we're the, we are our own gatekeepers and the audience can tell you mm-hmm. if you suck or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck your mother. She's here, bitch. Mandy Mayhem, legendary, is out now. <laughs> you're so but i love your freedom and i think that's like that's the spirit of this era yeah the self the diyness mm. of it and the freedom of it and it's just i've always i watched an interview with madonna last night stop i love her um and she was just saying like i always just want to do what people the opposite of what people tell me to do and i definitely have that i, I feel like it's a bit generational too this gen x like we got buried under um, the the boomers and the millennials like we weren't spoken of until like f- two weeks ago <laughs> of course and we are the kids that like drank out of the water hose and just like no, no parents were ever there and um and and now I feel like it's our time to meet I don't want to say grow up because I don't think that's ever going to happen but like just to step into our light and be like no we're here and we actually are we are the we are the bridge that's needed between you two groups of mental cases yeah, so true to just be like no speak your truth so stop true. worrying about what everyone else thinks and let's burn this fucking shit to the ground and rebuild something that is going to serve our children and our children's children because this oh, mess got is the chills. that's what's up that's what's up because i think you're right that the 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 boomers aren't even on tiktok or instagram because they don't know how to fucking use it right and they suck but then the zoomers are all in they're yeah. all in yeah but they're terrified to mm-hmm. say anything because mm-hmm. of cancel culture everything i say they're gonna comment oh i'm so afraid of your comments but x is like Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Nobody loved us. Nobody yeah. ever loved me. I don't care what you yeah. think about me. Yeah. And here it goes. So, yeah, we're, yeah it's going to kind of mellow. It's going to put that pendulum back because it's so polite. Everybody's just not. They're so afraid to say anything. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know, I thought of, gosh, when you're talking earlier, I love Jay-Z, too. I've, I've always had a, a, a connection, right? There's yeah. something about the Black Album is my album. Yeah, yeah. I listened I to that. that whole album driving to gigs when I was coming up and uh. working myself up because it starts with like when I was born 
it was sworn. I was never going to be shit. You know what I mean? Like, and he was Agnes Carter at Gloria conceived under the sycamore tree. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into like his rise. And then, you know, mm-hmm. and then at the end, like, how do you stay on top? You got to treat your first like your last and your last like your first. And that's such a beautiful thing uh, to relate to. But I think it's like, again, I don't care that he's a black guy from the brain. It never occurred to me, but the spirit of who he is mm-hmm. and he's saying his truth. That's always going to resonate. Truth always wins because people go, oh, yeah, dude, that's I get that. Yeah. I know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got you. But I, that's what I like when I watch you mm-hmm. is I, I, yeah, I see the package and I see the talent and then I go, yeah, but she's like rapping from her soul, dude. Like when, when, when Mandy Mayhem's looking down the barrel of that, <laughs> of the camera and your eyes, dude. And I was like, dude, she's fucking, <laughs> she's dialed in. <laughs> she's fucking dialed. It's scary. Yeah, I get it. Your talent. Yeah. It's there, homie. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I was watching a Madonna interview. Let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, she's... What the fuck? Oh, yeah, the opposite of what everyone else has done. And then the other thing, it's so funny because I was like, I cried all night last night because my single just came out today and I was just (gasps) like, I don't have anything done and I don't know if it's gonna... I'm gonna cry right now just thinking about it. Because, like, it's been so much work and this... this, um, I'm very moved by what you just said, too. Thank you so much. But, like, so much fucking time and work that's gone into just creating this this talent this ability to whatever and then i it's it's culminating in this beautiful one year anniversary and my single and all this stuff happening and there's this voice inside that's still like but what if you're just a joke and oh like, yeah you know yeah and so i and then the f- comments have been so aggressive the past couple of days on this song in particular because the song is very in your face the chorus is i got a legendary clitoris you should see how long it gets <laughs> so, let me guess anti-trans transphobic no the community what's your pronoun no no, no. it's no it's um it's why is this old bitch talking about her <laughs> her clitoris i don't this is disgusting like yeah. it's all old it's all about oh, me being so old. old but but okay yes and okay yeah i'm old yes and yeah and but look at dave gahan that motherfucker 61 i just saw depeche mode oh. that motherfucker shakes his ass he got me back into yoga because he looks so good what about kiss they were just here in austin okay they're old as shit too they're still crushing can i madonna say- old as fuck still mm-hmm. crushing yeah, yeah but Madonna Madonna has taken shit and that's what she talked about in the interview she's taken shit her entire life not been given credit for half of the shit that she's done and she's like yeah they're all like at this point it's just noise and like I hope I get to that place where it's just noise but right now it it gets to me like it it's getting to me so I have to fucking hire somebody else to deal well, with can, can I tell you so so yes I know what you're talking about there's the imposter syndrome right is that mm-hmm. what you're dealing with or more of the what they're saying it resonates somewhere yeah, it's so there's a there's some sort of like intersection between imposter syndrome and the comments and like the, they just start to get to me that mm. it's like their voices become that voice in my head that's like trying to talk okay. me out of shit good good thing okay so here's here's what's going on mandy tell me and i know this because i've done this too <laughs> uh okay let's take old um if you the only time those comments can get in, at least of what I've found, is when it resonates with a fear that you haven't dealt with inside of your heart. Yeah. So if your thing is like, gosh, am I old? Am I? Mm-hmm. Then then someone validates that externally. This goes for anybody. If, you, if you're like, you read your comments and you want to fucking die, and it's because it resonates with a secret shadow thing that you haven't dealt with. Mm-hmm. 
So if you, you know, I think your next song should be, yes, I'm old and my pussy's wet as fuck. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yes, and okay, yeah. you got it. Cause I, they tell me yeah. I'm old, ugly, fat 24 seven, but I'm mm. like, what, but you, and mm-hmm. you still watch the fucking video dummy. Yeah. Like you're still watching. My next song is I'll teach you how to fuck. Hey. hey. <laughs> teach you how to fuck bitch yes i'm old and i'll teach you how to fuck exactly yeah but is jay-z old no no he's older than me but yeah he's he's not old yeah he's like 50 something now i know it's not i don't know i I don't it's like a a very interesting relationship with my own image um it's i don't know when it started actually i do childhood uh got whistled at when i was five for wearing a bikini I was, I think I was Ugh. doing the like 80s bikini walk, like, cause that's how you walk in bikini. And then someone whistled at me, and then I never wore a bikini again until my 30s. It's very fucked up. Um, but it's like this, this externalization of self that um, when I stopped dyeing my hair, I went through this whole process and actually documented it on Instagram where I was coming back into my own shoes and eyeballs and like, not walking into a room and trying to figure out who I needed to be in that room in order to be safe. And that comes from childhood too, from growing up in a chaotic environment and then being like, okay, I see a lot of dudes walking in this room and they're not like trying to shape shift. They're just walking in and saying, what do I want out of this room? And like, how can I embody that for myself? And what I've noticed is that it actually hasn't, it's changed a lot in me, but it has actually pissed people off mm. in the world that I'm not existing to shapeshift according to who they want me to be. Mm. And that's what I'm running up against. So it, it, it's a practice like of staying in my shoes and eyeballs. And I think like what's so beautiful about TikTok is like I'm in my fucking living room. Mm. Come at me. Like yeah. there's no director. There's no script. There's no like anything I can have them muted or kicked out of the room if I don't want but it's my show and I've never I've always been trying to like fit somebody else's script of like you know play their mommy in their short film so they can work out their mommy issues I just like I'm 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 done but I think too there's that comes with a certain level of success is the haters it's Mm got to be like and I've I think it gets to be like 50 50 mm-hmm. like when you really start to hit it yeah is you'll notice just as much hatred and as just and a little more love yeah it i think that's just part of the game and it's a it's also a big cosmic how do i put this uh i don't know uh it's like a cosmic it's a shift a consciousness shift in your head where you're able to be in it like you are i think where you're like i feel this way and then you kind of separate out and go mm-hmm. yeah but we're all gonna die it's all cosmic joking anyway. thank god for that who fucking cares <laughs> you hate me i hate you <laughs> suck my dick next you know ah suck yeah. my clitoris yeah suck my yeah yeah suck it suck yeah. my clit yeah suck my clit so i don't know i mean i think it's always it just means that you did the right thing uh, if you're terrified to put something out too, I think the risk mm. is always good. If you if you feel like this is awesome, it's I don't yeah. Know. Is anybody? Yeah, I don't know. Ugh, but I feel it, like, dude. I know, I know. We all do. We all do. If you're a creative person, it's uh, torture. Yeah. Well, what what I'm a study. There. I'm a studier of A Course in Miracles. Me too. <gasps> Shut up. Of course. of course, I have it on my phone. <laughs> I just Same. got I the, the app. app. I have the app. Okay. Okay. So, so I like Marianne Williamson. Too. I'm obsessed with her. She's great. I just performed with her. Stop it. Twice. Once at Times Square and once in LA at the Saban, like last week. You did. 
Yeah, I do also spiritual raps. <laughs> I think you're my favorite person. I think you're Hold my favorite on. person. She still, she still does the weekly Saban Theater. No, she was doing a, like a campaign stop. Just for you know, Mary Williamson is like a self-help. She's more than that, though. I think she she's a very brilliant woman, and she used to lecture weekly in L.A. Mm-hmm. to mostly to actors and yeah. show business people. So, But there's her recordings on iTunes if you ever want to listen. They're very helpful. She bases on The Course in Miracles. She said that she's a was a Jewish woman that was obsessed with Jesus and the teachings yeah. of Jesus. It's brilliant. Anyway, what were you going to say about so Course in Miracles? There's a couple. One of them that helps me a lot um, from The Course, one of the lessons is everything is love or a call for love. Ooh. So when people are rambling yeah. it's like they just want to be seen attention they want to connect with someone else in the comments they so desperately and the, the shit that comes at me as an artist is always from blocked artists so a lot of people oh, come in and they'll throw shit cool. at me and i'm like just give them time because what they're watching is might change their life if we just leave hold some space for them and don't kick them out right away like for most people that's what i tell my moderators like leave them let them yeah. sit um, and the other thing was when she did this this talk at the Saban, she said, you know, um, um, first they ignore you, mm-hmm. then they laugh at you, then they attack you, mm-hmm. and then you win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the vitriol, the like shit that she goes through running for president again, full on media blackout. No one's even talking about the fact that she's running because they don't. I don't want to get into politics because I'm Canadian. That's my like <laughs> out um, all the time. But but in any case, I believe in her and she's, you know, been a mentor of mine, whether she knows it or not, for 20 years. I've been oh, reading her books. So they help. She's that helps me a lot. Um, what the quote that's always helped me is that haters are just fans who don't know it yet. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think the opposite, oh, there's another saying, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Mm-hmm. So why are they watching? Is because there's there's something they haven't figured out that they're attracted to you for and they're, they're struggling with whatever the attraction is, right? Yeah. Otherwise they just don't fucking look. They're indifferent. I think I, I, have, a, I have a desperate need to be loved and um, part of a community and I love collaborating. And I, I have this problem where I meet somebody and immediately I try to like marry them creatively. So if oh. there's something, you know, between us, I'm like, let's go shoot a movie or yeah. like something. We're not ready something. for that, you know, yeah. let's take it slow. I don't know how to do that, but I'm in adult child of alcoholics now. I'm learning how to like deal with this. Al-Anon? Um, Al- ACA, it's different. Ooh. Oh, it's the good one. It's oh. the good one. It talks about um, making people authority figures in your life. Oh. And so you either become defiant, compliant, or invisible against these authority figures. And I realized when I read that, that I've been like doing that my whole life. So, so this collaboration need that I have, you know, drives me to want to engage with the audience because I fucking love that so much as an artist. Like this song Legendary is a compilation of all the bars and the verses that the audience responded to most. So I pulled all these lines and put them into a song and I feel like it's our song that we made together. And I love, I love, cause I crave family. I was like playing in front of a mirror, you know? So I'm trying to find that 
And I believe that for artists that really do shit in their in their careers, it's always because there's some question or thing that they crave that they're never going to get a hold oh, of. Yeah. You know, come on, the hole is fucking deep. <laughs> Oh, Mandy, it's never going to go away. <laughs> uh, you just have to exist within the void. I don't know, because I'm struggling with it, too. It's tell like, me. Tell me. Well, no, I mean, everyone has a void. And uh, I think part of the fun of being a human is you go through different levels of, maybe this is the thing. Uh-huh. Oh, is it going to be money? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's success. Mm. Maybe it's X amount of followers on social media. Maybe it's this new outfit. Maybe it's this new haircut. Mm. You know, this like transformational yeah. fantasy. Maybe then, it's lavender. Maybe it's lavender. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like that old, you know, hippie saying that like, I think wherever you go, here you are. Wherever you go, there you mm. are. That Ramdas shit, right? Like, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, fuck, you know, I don't know. Did you just make peace with the, I'm making peace with the void. I don't know. Is that, but then that feels like depressing and death. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I'm at. I'm doing a bunch of yoga this week. I'll tell you that much. And I do it with 20 year olds because uh, I like to keep up with them. Yeah. I did that once in a Beyonce dance class <laughs> and I tore both my meniscus. So just be careful. Oh, shit. If you're competitive, it could be problematic. Whoa. Yeah. I won't do that. Yeah, don't just do that. Just yoga. It's just yeah. yoga. Are your kids artistic? Are they? Yeah. yeah. They're weird. I love it. Really? Yeah, man. How about your kid? You have um, one kid? I have one kid. He's 30. Wonderful. Wild. <laughs> you have a 31. Wow. Yeah. Can I tell you, though, because I've always felt that there's something good in having them young, because then you're done when they're Yeah. I'm done. like, you're I'm done. glad that's over. <laughs> yeah. You get your life back. Do you know what's interesting? Um, I saw this woman in a coffee shop the other day, and there were two new moms, and the one was, like, holding her baby so close and just, like, fucking obsessed with it and like I could tell this is going to be problematic for both of you um and and she somebody said oh your baby's so cute she was like thank you and I was like oh god (laughs) (laughs) um it's cool I get it but like it's not you it's it's a you know something that's um of you but not you and and I never I never had a chance to like identify as a mom. Mm. Like it was a compartmentalization of my life that I needed to do. Like I had him in high school. I went back to school. I went to university. I was a varsity athlete. And yet I had this child. I studied like pre-med and then I went into English. Like I I ended up with an English degree. But I, that's so important to say, darling. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I rap well. Um, (laughs) But but I had to compartmentalize because I couldn't be a mom when I was cheerleading. It's like not fucking allowed. And, And so that's why I have these alter egos because... I had to do it to survive Mm -hmm. and to be a good mother and be present with him when I was and like to let myself study and be a student. And, you know, to the point where when he was 17, um, we were having dinner and he's like, mom, have you ever been drunk? (laughs) I was like, I'm drunk right now. (laughs) Um, I don't drink anymore. P.S. But um, I he'd never seen me drink. Because I was like, mom, I'm not doing that to him because my parents yes, did that. that was a thing so for you. I would, he would go to the babysitter. I was a club kid. I was always at the clubs dancing. Nice. I fucking the DJ. Um, and, and he didn't know that. And he didn't know, he thought I'd only had sex one time. Aww. Like when I had him, I know, and he was 15 when he thought that. So like I, I really protected him in a good way. And to the point where I think he was a virgin until his late 20s. But 
Oh, I know. So sweet. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, like you got through it and yeah. And now you've got like your life and your kids grown. And I think it's, I think it's lovely. Marianne Williamson even talked about that. How, um, you know, you, you think, well, I'm going to have the career and then I'll become a mother. And she's mm. like, yeah, but if you have your babies kind of early, then you're free in your thirties. And now you have this whole life. And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah. There's no right time. There's no right time because even if everything's perfect when you have the child, life shows up and just like fucks with you for fun yeah. and it's going to get hard and weird. And and raising a child is the most difficult thing I have ever done. And I'm really glad that he's a kind person and he loves his family and his girlfriend and cats and like, you no, know, he he's didn't. a cat guy. Yeah. He, he had a few of those here. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, they're all cat boys in the booth. Nice. Yeah, all three of them. It's the ge- it's a generation, wild. I think. Yeah, that's good though, dude. I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay, I'm glad your life. I feel like we should. You got to come back so we could do like. I feel. I feel like you should either write a book about your life because you've had about ten lifetimes. It sounds like. Yeah. In one. It's wild. Yeah. But in this incarnation, in this life, right now, it's Mandy Mayhem. Her single, sorry, her song. Do you call it a single? Single. Legendary is out now. Check her out. Follow her on the talk. Get on the Instagrams. Where? How should people? How do you want people to hear your song? What's the best way? Um, um, I would like you to take every device you have, uh, set it up in your house, put it on repeat on mm-hmm. every possible streaming service, and you can leave the volume on if you want because it would be kind of like an art installation, or you can put Ooh. it on silent. And so basically, it's like you're setting up a streaming farm, which is a thing that artists do. Yes, uh, people Ew. buy like oh, it's crazy. So I'm just asking you to set up a streaming farm in your house and put it on repeat because when my song wins, we all Ooh. win. Ooh, because then we prove that it's never too late to be who you might have been. Ooh, goddamn, Mandy Mayhem, that was deep as fuck. I like that. Yeah, it's I like it too deep. late, bitch. <laughs> Me too, deep. Actually, I don't. My clitoris is quite close to the front. Um, really, that's very blessed. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. Thanks. You should put that because anatomically speaking, that yeah. means you're gonna. I have a tilted easier. cervix, so it's 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 good for everyone. Wow. Yeah, you got to come back. I feel like you and I need to. We got a lot more to discuss. Like your anatomy's fucking dope, and yeah. early motherhood, and we barely talked about buttholes. Jesus There's Christ! So we much didn't fucking talk about buttholes. I'm so afraid of mine. Really? Don't like it. Do you have you looked at it in a mirror? I've looked at it. I've had it licked. I've had a finger in there. I haven't had a dick in there. Oh, I did one time. I'm like not a butthole fucker. I hate it. Yeah. It hurts. Thank you. Finally. It hurts. R- real question before I go. Okay. Do you lick a man's beehole? I have. But only only one man. Um and he was very he was very clean with it. I also drank his piss. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Swallowed it or just put it in your mouth? Drank it out of his penis. He pissed in my mouth. And how much did you drink? I don't remember. Like the full amount that was in his bladder went yeah. in your stomach. It was a whole planned thing. Like he like didn't, he like drank only How water all day. How did she wait until day. 46 minutes in to tell me? It's it's just like, oh, we're going to wrap. And now Mandy Mayhem drank somebody's piss. This is the fucking, please make this the the teaser for the, okay, hold on. Uh, let's discuss this and then, do we, is, do we have anything right after? No, you're good. We're good. Okay. They're like, we want to know. through the drinking the piss. Go ahead. Okay. So he spent the whole day drinking water to like clean his piss out Mm -hmm. so that when I drank it, it would be, you know, clean. Like it's the white, the clear pee. 
Which you can drink in survival books. I've read that as long as it separates the toxins, go to the bottom, you can drink the top layer of urine. Yeah, my mom tells me to keep an empty container beside the bed. She's very freaked out about me living in California. And she's like, in case you have to drink your piss, um, you should always have it empty. She's not wrong. Yeah, in case there's an earthquake. So this man was very conscious of your of your health and drank water all day is what you're saying? He was a sex addict and he really wanted me to drink his piss. Sure. Um, so he was very committed to making it completely clear and I drank it and, um, you know, in his mind it was like a bonding thing and I mm -hmm. could see that. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's not a little thing to drink somebody's piss. Not, a, not at all. I never said that. But I also... I also discovered that I'm very good at eating ass um, with him because... There is a vein that I found inside the butthole that is like a clit. It's like really small. And I put my finger in and went da, 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 on it. And it made him insane. And this guy's a sex addict. Like I'm talking like four or five women a day sometimes. It was absolutely And bananas. you made him bagak with tight. Ask Dr. Drew what vein this is. Will you clip this and show Drew? Yeah. I'm dying to know what your secret technique is. And, and is in his rectum or just on the outside of the butthole? Uh, inside the inside the finger goes in and down. And it's like it's like on the other side of the taint. It's the inside of the taint. Sort of like with the clit, like mm -hmm. you have your yes. the inside. And then if you press on the on the top of your stomach as well, you can get in from both angles. And like there's lots of ways to find it from both angles, but like uh, same with the clit on the outside P pushing on the outside and pushing it up against the dick is like the shit mm. uh, you know so there it, it's it's three-dimensional mm. this sex origin origin amazing no but back to piss drinking yeah i i imagine that the temperature would be like that to me mm. my like i'm putting myself in your in your shoes and i'm imagining the penis and you're like okay here comes and then is it like hot it's hot right uh, it was hot. kind of like lukewarm tea like i just had a throat coat yeah you're I welcome those. you're yeah. never gonna think of that the same again <laughs> it was kind of the same like yeah. temperature as that was okay and do you you do you wait until you get a big mouthful and then you swallow mouthfuls do you remember or was it just like um, just try to get it down oh it's it's kind of like cum like when you swallow cum it's like you just get it down like if you get it in your mouth it's you're fucked you're fucked you just got to like get it down so it was like that did you taste the pee no it didn't really have a flavor because he made it clear he made it clear yeah yeah wow i would let someone pee on me too i would too i don't think that's that's no big yeah like, what's that gonna i don't care yeah you pee on me sure but not on my face not on my face why I don't want it in my mouth or in my nose or in my eyes. I don't want it in my eyes. <laughs> I surrender one time I opened my eyes when the first time someone came in my face, Ugh. I like opened my eyes because I was like trying to look cute. And then I just, it was bad. It was like super red and Yeah. Good. I had a gay friend in college come knock on my door at 2 a.m. And he's like, oh, there's so much cum in my eyes. <laughs> Christina, there's cum in my eyes. And it's I was so like, gross. It's so hard to get all the cum out of his eyes. Yeah. Because it's viscous. It's like gluey. That's it's hard to get shit, it out. Man. Wow. What else have you done? Sexually? I mean, besides drinking piss, I'd say that's varsity level. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I have never worn a strap on. I'm pretty, I very much want to. So I've been doing this thing on, on uh, TikTok um, where I'm interviewing 
for my life partner. So like randos fucking jump in your live, right? And like a monk came in one time. And no. yes, he started mansplaining to me about monkery. And I was like, I Ew. don't know why you're in here, but I'm looking for a life partner and I'm guessing it's not you. Get the fuck out of my live and stop mansplaining. I don't care if you're religious. Um, but I, I have a series of questions I ask, like, you know, what's your relationship with your mother? Oh, um, good luck, yeah. past relationships. Have you ever been pegged? And because I very much want to peg a man in their butthole with a dildo. You can. What about the sex addict guy? Can you give him a call? Oh, no, 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 no. That's over. Is old news. There was so much psychological cluster fucking going on. It yeah, was, he's, it was bad. He's addicting. He's addictive. He's a, an addict, rather. Sorry. It's, yeah. It's not even about the sex. It probably is. Yeah. And my new, like, sober dating plan, meaning not that I'm sober, but, like, as a somebody who I think I'm addicted to sex and love, like, they have sex and love addicts uh, anonymous, which I haven't gone to yet because I'm just doing one, like, 12 step at, at a time. time. Um, but the adult child is really, I think, the grandmother of all of them. Um, but essentially in the sober dating plans, like I don't want to date anyone that's actively engaged in their addictions. Yeah, so that's smart. even though I'm not necessarily emotionally sober, I, I'm working on that, but anyone who's doing drugs are fucking. What about poo poo? You ever uh, had someone poo poo on you? No. In a sex act? No. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Was there any other way? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, baby, the baby oh, shit fun. on me all the that's, time. Yeah. I actually have been shitting on myself lately by accident. Like, sure. I don't know my butthole and I are like not in the same body or something. What do you it's mean like, that you're 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 in it, unable to hold it before you get to the toilet or? No, like I go to the toilet. I think I'm done. I wipe and oh. it's there in my hand. And I'm like, how do oh, I, I know have what you're no? Doing yeah. Like what's happening? You okay, yeah. you you mean it's a musher? Like you go to wipe and it's just like brown on the paper. Yeah, but now it ends up on my hands. Is Ooh. it because I'm like so just like I don't care anymore that I'm not being careful or like how is how am I getting my own shit on my hands now? I mean, it happens. Listen, don't beat yourself up. Okay, we've all done it. Really, everyone. I've I've done a get on my. Tom gets it on his thumb all the time. Oh. He tells me about it all the time. Have you thought just okay? But I have a theory. I have a theory about why guys get shit on their hands and in their underwear. Go ahead, because we have the vagina. It's like wet and mushy. Yep. And you wipe from front to back so you don't get a yeast infection or like a um, what's the other one? The P UTI. UTI. You wipe from front to back, and the juices from the vagina clean the butthole. So true. It's like perfect. Guys don't have that, and that's. That's you, why they have shit in their butt all the time. You just fucking blew my mind. I like, know. I feel like no one's ever explained that in my life except for today. Mm-hmm. And now my whole life makes sense. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it a lot. The other thing I think about a lot is why do I walk in a public toilet and I immediately go to the smelliest stall? That's your problem. I try. I I'm know. like, I don't want to go to the smelly stall. No, 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 no. And I end up in it. Because you don't feel like you deserve the nice one. Mm-hmm. You, you need to. St- Listen, I sit on piss covered toilet seats all the time. Same. You do too? Yeah, same. But you don't have little, little boys anymore. <laughs> I know. Oh, I mean public ones. <laughs> the, I have two. I don't give a shit. If women. I'm in the airport, I'm like, well, there's just a little bit of piss. If a it's bit. a drop or two of piss yeah. in a public toilet, I'm like, that just, uh, yeah, nothing's going to happen. It's just on your skin. And I'm trying to belong to a community. So yeah. it's like a good way to yeah. get connected. Interesting. Wow, you and I have so much to discuss. Mm-hmm. This is just the beginning. I hope so. Okay. Okay. Well, I, we've learned a lot, you guys. The vagina juices help clean up your rectal juices. Drinking piss wasn't that bad as long as he drinks water all, all day. Because I imagine if it's darker, it's bitter, it doesn't... Ugh. Yeah, he kind of has to fast to, like, don't eat anything. Just, mm-hmm. like, drink water. Okay. 
I'm so pumped. So guys, check her out. Mandy Mayhem. You're you're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it. Check her out. She's a fucking amazingly talented rapper, but as you can see, a layered deep human being, and that's why her shit's so dope. Her song Legendary is out now. Trot out. Thank you so much for being here, Mandy. Thank You're you. absolutely delight. Please come back anytime. I feel like we have so much to go through. Thank you. You're such a blessing to us all. All right. I love you. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at?